All right, welcome to the Nino and Tierney podcast. I'm Paul Nino. And I'm Steve Tierney. So this is uh, our weekly Friday discussion where Steve and I just kind of get together and talk about fun, enlightening topics. <laughs> yes, this is very, <laughs> very fun. Yes. So this discussion we had on October 2nd was, uh, was one of those fun topics. We talked about the IRS issued their annual dirty dozen tax scheme list. So we just kind of went through that list and talked about things we've experienced or, or warnings or tips we have for our clients related to these tax schemes that are out there. Yeah. So obviously those things, unfortunately our clients are getting hit with and the more that uh, you can prepare for them, uh, the better off you'll be. So we hope you, uh, find this information useful. Um, remember we're here and uh, available to help. If you have any questions about this information or anything else, please give us a call. All right, take care. And All right, hey. Friday. Friday again. These Fridays uh, are, the weeks are flying by. I don't know. Are you noticing that it it uh, every week the Friday comes around and I can't believe how quickly the weeks are going. Yeah, that's true. I and I just think it's a COVID experience. I just think that with everything going on, I think weeks seem to be every week seems to feel like the last week, and it makes times feel like it's flying by. The only good thing is it's uh, closer to NFL Sunday, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm enjoy. I, I guess I'm enjoying NFL, but it's all about the Lakers at this point. It's funny because you've got so many different games going on right now. You've got like the NBA Finals, I think the NHL Finals. You've got baseball, and you've got NFL. It's like sports every night of the week. So yeah, NHL is over. Oh, the Lightning. The Lightning are your 2020. Stanley Cup champs. Wow. The Ducks couldn't pull it off. No. <laughs> I don't think they were even invited to the to the they, bubble. They were in a bubble too. Where was the bubble? I think originally there were two bubbles. One in I don't remember this. I feel like one one was in Minnesota and one was in I I, I frankly I don't know. So I take that back. I don't know. All right. So speaking of bubbles you know that the MLB playoffs are, they're going into bubbles too, you know, after this first round. Yeah. And so uh, one of the bubbles, I guess the next round bubbles at Dodger Stadium, and then one of them is in San Diego. And I don't know if you know this or not, but my wife is a huge baseball fan. Yeah. And has been missing baseball and really wants to go to a baseball game. I think that's been the worst part of COVID for her. She couldn't go to any baseball games. So we think that we're going to go to San Diego and um, and rent uh, a hotel room at the Marriott that looks into oh. Park so we can go to a game, basically. Nice. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So the that's ALCS. Yeah. Yeah. I And I heard that the World Series is going to be in a bubble in Arlington, that new yeah. stadium. And they're going to allow like up, uh, I don't know, 12,000 people uh, to attend those games. Yeah, 12,000, yep, yeah. Huh. Which makes sense, I think. 
you can social distance in 12,000 in a 50,000 seat stadium, I would think. Yeah. Well, I read an article that I thought we could talk through. It's always good to talk through this stuff. It's the IRS annual dirty dozen tax schemes list. Okay. So every, every year the IRS um, issues what they call the dirty dozen to try and make, you know, get the word out, make sure people are aware of schemes and scams around tax stuff um, that, that people are, are trying to take, take advantage of people on. These days it feels like, uh, you know, like there's so much of this going on. All right. So I thought, I don't know, I thought we could kind of walk through these and share our insights. And I, I think the first thing I would say um, is the bottom line on all of these is like never trust any anybody on uh, without you being the one who's contacting them. I mean, so many of these revolve around people just contacting you out of the blue. Right. Yeah. And the IRS is never going to email you for sure. So if you get anything related to email, it's never, the IRS will never do that. Yeah. So it seemed about maybe four years ago, could be more, could be less, was when you started getting, uh, people started getting these phone calls that were right. threatening phone calls out of the blue saying, hey, there's a kind of a warrant out for your arrest and we need you, uh, this is the IRS. There's a warrant out for your arrest. We need you to pay. And, you know, we need you to pay us in debit cards and meet us at the park, you know, right that. At the park. <laughs> and I had clients, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but especially elderly clients who were very frightened and very scared by these things and called me, didn't know what to do. Yeah. And, and I get the, I got these calls and I still get them every once in a while. Thankfully, I think my phone screens them out now. Yeah. Yeah. But clearly the bottom line is if you get a call from the IRS that or anybody, but in this case, we're talking about tax stuff and you don't know who it is and it seems out of the blue and it's unexpected. And even if it's not, just tell the person I'm going to hang up now and I will call you back or I'm going to call the IRS directly. And if you don't have the phone number, please call us. We'll give you the phone number. We'll call them with you. We'll call them on your behalf. Yeah, I think that that's what I would say is you, you, your next call should be to us because we'll look at your tax return and, and we can determine, hey, whether or not do you have an outstanding balance? Do you owe anything? Is there any possible way that you could owe this tax for sure? Yeah. One other, one other interesting thing. I think we we talked a little while ago about I had a client who we went to e-file their tax return and it came back saying, we can't accept this return because we've already got a return filed on behalf of this taxpayer. Yeah. One interesting thing about that is this client also has a subscription to LifeLock. Wow. If you've heard this service over yeah. the phone. So it'll be interesting to see what that organization does or can do on behalf of somebody going through this situation. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So the dirty dozen and you know, we can just kind of go down the list. If there's any, anything that stands out or we have any insight on these, we can talk about it. But the first one on the list is fishing. So that's not fishing, going to the lake and I, say I love going to Bishop, but pulling out a, 
a beautiful bath. But it's, uh, it's, uh, it's with the pH. And basically what this is, is an email hoping that somebody who gets email clicks on a link and enters something, you know. So you know, maybe you have an email that says, hi, this is the IRS. We need you to confirm something on your tax return. Click here and it goes to a website that looks like an IRS website. And there's a field on there that says, you know, enter your name and your social security number and your date of birth. At that point, you've basically given these people that information. Yeah. So clearly the, the IRS does not email you. So ignore any email that you think is from the IRS. Again, contact us, call us. We'll, we'll look it over if need be. We can call the IRS directly. Next on the list, fake charities. Yeah. Uh, so just be aware, especially in times of COVID-19, there's a lot of fake charities being set up there. The next is threatening impersonator phone calls. So that was the one that I just talked about that seemed to be uh, the one, you know, that really started maybe four or five years ago. And those charities, sorry, going back to those charities, those charities are typically happening in natural disaster situations, right? Where they set up a, a relief fund for um, a hurricane situation and people donate to them thinking that they're a, it's a 501c3 charity, but they're not, they're just, getting diverted. Right, right. So if it's like the human fund. <laughs> that was the one from Seinfeld, right? Do I remember that? <laughs> no. All right, well, never mind. That was, that was a charity, that was a throwback to a Seinfeld. Who, who start, set that one up? George Costanza, of course. Yeah, of course, all right. How's that Kramer? All right, next is social media scams. I mean, uh, bottom line is IRS is not not doing a lot of stuff out there on social media. So don't respond to things on social media. Um, the next is economic impact payment or refund theft. Okay. So, you know, the IRS has warned people um, that criminals are kind of trying to uh, contact the IRS and change the address for taxpayers so that these economic stimulus payments go get sent to the wrong address, they can pick them up, take them to the bank and cash them or something like that. We may be a little bit late in telling people about that one, but. Uh, well, I think that, I was gonna say, I think that this is another reason what we've talked about quite a bit is to have your refunds direct deposited, have your payments go out electronically, because if that happens, I think even on, the, on these payments, right, they were direct deposited into your account if you're set up that way. So another reason to avoid getting paper checks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, my daughter and son-in-law, they're still scrambling to try and get their stimulus check. They changed addresses. Uh, they moved and ch therefore changed addresses. And then the stimulus check, I think, went to the wrong address. And now it's this long, arduous process to try and get that uh, stimulus check, had they just had their bank account info with IRS, they would have had that, that check a long time ago. Yeah. The good news on that is, you know, they'll be able to get that check on their 2020 tax return. Right. If they don't, if they don't ever get it. But. Right. All right. So moving on, senior fraud is the next one. So, you know, seniors are particularly um, susceptible to scams and fraud. Uh, the next one on the dirty dozen list, the IRS dirty dozen list, is 
scams targeting non-English speakers. Again, these are vulnerable people who maybe aren't as well versed in, in the system and things like that. And, and uh, when somebody speaks their language, they may be more inclined to believe it and go, go on with it. The next one, none of our clients need to worry about, and that is unscrupulous return preparers. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of tax firm preparers out there um, who, uh, you know, basically could use uh, information, sell it, you know, uh, of their clients and things like that. The next on the dirty dozen list is offering compromise mills. So these are um, companies and I've, I've uh, spoken with clients and people who have engaged these companies that they've uh, heard about on the radio. Uh, the IRS says that they exaggerate their ability to settle tax debts for pennies on the dollar. Um, and the way they work is, you know, they get a retainer fee up front and, uh, from the fee, the little feedback I've had, um, you know, once they kind of start the process, there's a drop off in response and they kind of don't follow through. And I think that it's important to know that, um, the IRS is bound by procedures and I think even law, I'm not 100% sure if it's law or it's administrative procedure, um, as to what kind of offering compromises they're even allowed to accept. So it's a relatively easy thing to screen to see if you're even eligible to make an offering compromise. In fact, the IRS has on their website an offering compromise evaluation tool where you can anonymously enter in your information, your the value of your house compared to the mortgage, how much your income is, and it'll tell you whether you even would qualify under their standards yeah. for filing an offer and compromise. So these mills, I would, they're certainly not motivated to screen and tell you, you know what, we're not going to we're not going to let you engage us because you're not going to qualify for it. They're, they're going to take your money up front and then in the end you're going to learn you're really not eligible for it anyways. Yeah, for sure. That offer and compromise process, I've got one I'm, I'm helping somebody with just to help. And uh, we've done you know, a handful over the last 25 years and it is a long, arduous process. I've had a client um, who had a, another preparer that wanted to, or, or filed an amended return to get them R&D credits, where the client hadn't really done any research and development. I mean, it's very specific on what qualifies and what you have to do to document it. And it was really easy. Uh, this preparer, I looked him up, didn't have a license in California um, to, you know, tell the client, oh yes, you, you qualify for these R&D credits and then file these what, what I would say fraudulent, like amended returns claiming these credits. So. Yep. All right, next on the list is payroll and HR scams. So these are people, um, you know, posing as their payroll company or their HR company to try and get private information. And then lastly, this is new to the list. So, you know, the, the list, uh, I don't remember the list last year, but I think most of them are the same year after year, but this one's new. 
which is ransomware. So for this probably applies to anybody, but especially small businesses. Yeah. Um, this is a, a virus that gets installed on one computer on your network and, and um, spreads around your network and basically encrypts all your files so you can't get to them and then demands ransom payment, mm -hmm. ultimately decrypt the file so you can then use them. Yeah. Of course, oftentimes, even if you make the payment, they don't provide the key to decrypt these things. Well, that's what I was wondering is, what's the uh, likelihood that the, the payment will result in getting your information back? Have you seen anybody that's gotten it back? Well, there have been a lot of high profile cases. Garmin, yeah. in fact, you and I, oh, I mean, right, Mike yeah. Garmin right here. I don't know if you, do you remember maybe four weeks ago there was an outage? Well, no, it was in July because we were planning to rely on a Garmin because we were backpacking and uh, like all of a sudden everything went gone. Like we're like, what happened to all our Garmin stuff? So yeah, that was a ransomware thing right. and they paid and I, 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 I don't remember it, but the rumors were, you know, it was in the, in the $10 million range or something like that. A million dollar. Yeah. A million. Something like, like that. And yeah. they, and the data was released as a result of that. So yeah. the thing about it is if, if they don't, if they don't, uh, if they're not honest and actually live by their word and release the data, <laughs> then ransomware attacks would never result in any financial gain to these criminals. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, I think it's hit and miss whether they're going to, release the data. So the bottom line um, is you need a backup. Everybody needs a backup and that backup needs to be, you, you know, it's good to have one on site, but you ought to have one off site that has, um, is not connected to the internet in any way. Yeah. Because ultimately that's your defense against ransomware is you get this message and you go, okay, fine. You just erase all your data and you start over clean with your backup. I think the other one, if I can go back to another one, which is that payroll, the payroll with a fraudulent payroll companies or something. And I think that that we've seen that quite a few times too. I mean, and that can be really dangerous because the employer is ultimately responsible for those payroll taxes and making sure that they get deposited because you're essentially as the employer holding on to your employees money. And if you're, if you don't transmit that over to the IRS, you are, like there is a, they will, but cut through the corporate veil and go after you personally right. um, for those funds. And so I, I would be really cautious as a client, if you're going to use a payroll provider that is um, not one of the main major, major players that are out there because you, you could be running into some problems there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's the 2020 IRS, uh, annual dirty dozen tax scheme list. Always good to review. Yeah, always uh, an encouraging discussion topic. <laughs> All right. Any, any any other anything else to discuss? Any plans? We got October fifteenth barreling down on us. Yep, it's so. now a, a sprint again to the final finish line of the uh, twenty nineteen tax returns. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, so that means not a lot going on this weekend and 
We'll be working. I'll probably see you tomorrow at the office. I'll be here. All right.